All right. Well, welcome. I am here with uh, Sean Hudson. Uh, Sean is a friend of mine from Anderson University. It's been fun interviewing some people uh, from Anderson, and he lives here in the Akron area, and he is a financial coach. And I know uh, with uh, everything going on, I'm sure people have a lot of financial questions. And so Sean and I are going to walk uh, through what I think are our list of very good questions here um, that uh, we're going to go through. Sean, I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Sure. Yep. Well, I am, uh, like you said, I'm Sean Hudson. And uh, in college, I knew Pastor Josh as Dieter, just by his last name. But uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so I've started a financial coaching business with my wife. We've, um, over the years, have had financial challenges that have really um, been helpful to us in the end, given us some strong convictions, some real uh, vision for the way um, God's people ought to handle their money and approach their money. And so uh, we're happy to be able to serve people that way. And and, um, and seek to, uh, to really help people do better with their money that God has given them uh, for the good now and for the future. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Sean, for being with me because what I've been trying to do over the past uh, week is just help people uh, during this time and find different ways to do that, whether it be medical knowledge, uh, hopefully, right? We're pointing them to the Lord during this time too spiritually. And then now um, financial, our our, our financial questions or worries that we might have, which are very real and warranted as we look in the Bible, you know, you can speak more about this than I can I'm about all of the different references to finances um, that are tied kind of what to do with them. And also how we, how we operate in a world where we don't worry about them and also how we should be generous and trust and all of those sorts of things. Um, as uh, I look at kind of what is happening and as I even talk to other people, um, I think, think pretty much no generation has seen kind of what is happening right now. I mean, I think there's been some uh, uh, maybe, it, and during wartime, maybe it's been kind of like this before, but, you know, asking pretty much everything but certain industries to shut down, uh, I think is new. And so maybe you can speak into that a little bit. Um, should we be worried? Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is definitely unprecedented. Um, so I was talking to my grandma, who's lived a lot longer than I have, obviously, and uh, she's she's never seen anything like this. And and you're right; I think maybe we've seen blips of it, like maybe in a wartime um, where we had to, to think about our supply chain and all of that, and what we're doing with it. Think about um, post 9/11 and some of the uh, economic challenges then for the airline industry and things like that. But this is like the scope of this, I think, is unprecedented. That it's that it's global and that it's. Um, that it's really complete. It's affecting every industry pretty much. Um, so the economic realities of this, uh, we don't really know what's, what, what to expect other than that it's going to be painful, but we don't know how long. Um, so I think that that's where some of the, the uh, temptation to worry and fear comes in because uh, we think, oh man, like should I have been better prepared for this? Uh, could I have done something to position myself better to ride this storm? Um, uh, and, and so situations like this really are revealing. It shows us some of the things that, uh, that maybe were, were covered up in our heart before. So whether it's spiritual fear um, or if it's financial fears and those things can be very linked together. Um, these sorts of times really reveal that and you see, okay, this is, this is the reality of my heart. This is the reality of my situation. And, uh, and what am I going to do now? So. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I guess maybe speak into that a little bit. What should we maybe be doing right now? Yeah, well, I think first off, uh, just as Christians, um, we got to remember what's true. 
Um, that's what I've been trying to do with my family. And I'm sure Josh, that's your heart as you're leading your people through this. Um, and I want to encourage that as well, even on top of the finances um, and driving ourselves thinking into our finances, we've got to remember what's true. And there's a lot of good things to remember. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot to be thankful about right now. So um, we've got to be in the word and we've got to remember what God says. I just was reflecting on Psalm 33, just a very little part, half of a verse. It says the earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Well, right now, if I turn on the news, it seems like the earth is full of a lot more than, or a lot of other stuff <laughs> like COVID-19 and a lot of panic and a lot of fear and a lot of um, uh, confusion. But the word tells me that the earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. And so we got to remember things like that, that even though this is chaos spinning all around us, uh, the Lord tells us what's true. And we know that he is in con complete control of this. And somehow he is going to, he's using this in his love for good. Um, and I, I, it could be that he's going to use this to convert people and save people. It could be that he's going to use this to confront things in our hearts and our lives. That's going to, uh, make us more holy and useful to him. Um, it could be, we, don't, we have no idea. He could be doing 10,000 things, but we know that the earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Yes. I, I thank you for sharing that and, and reminding us of that. I think, uh, I think we need to hear that every day. Um, it's a stressful time for people, uh, even people who haven't lost their work or maybe not even worried about their finances, their jobs are completely changing. And so you wonder, uh, uh, well, does this, will this change my financial situation either now or in the future? And, and so uh, people are feeling that, but to remember that the Lord is with us during this time and has yeah. not removed his love from us is an important thing. Yeah. You know, in, in Matthew six thirty four, Jesus in the famous pastor, he says, don't worry about tomorrow because uh, today has enough trouble for its own. So the, the point there is to focus on today. We, we, we can't control the past anymore. It's gone. We can't control the future because who knows? Uh, what we have is today. That's what he's given us. And so as we're thinking through what to do with our money and, and really any area of life, but we're talking about money is we got to think, okay, what can I do today? What do I need to do today? Uh, what can I responsibly do today to get a better handle on my money and manage my money for God's glory? Um, and that's, that's the, I think what we need to focus on in this conversation and in these days ahead is all right, one day at a time, what do I need to do today? <clears throat> okay. So let's start there then. Um, for the person, let's start maybe worst case scenario. For the person who has been affected by the pandemic, they've lost work or they've been asked not to come into work for a period of time. Um, or maybe, you know, I've got a buddy of mine has been looking for a job. So he's out of work and applying for jobs during this time, you can imagine um, the, how scary that is. Uh, so what, what should those people do who either don't have an income stream coming in or have lost income? Yeah, that, that's a, it's a really tough position to be in. A lot of the uh, service workers, people who are in the restaurants, hotels, entertainment, travel, they, they're really feeling it first. Um, but it's going to, it's going to definitely going to ripple out from there. Um, so I think if you've lost income, um, that's a, that's a really tough thing. You got to press into trusting the Lord with that. Um, but you got to kind of buckle down again, what can I do today? So first off, you got to look at, uh, okay, what's my money doing? If I don't have any, anything coming in, I got to really be aware of what's going out. Um, I got to really protect the priorities here. So you really need to take stock and hopefully you've got a budget set up. And if not, then I would encourage everyone to get a budget set up so you can see exactly what your money is doing. Um, your money can't behave unless you know what it's doing. You can't make it behave unless you know what it's doing. So a budget is the way that we do that. So we, we look at 
every category of our spending and, and we can see exactly where it's going and what it's doing. And this could be a time where we got to make some tough choices and cut some things out um, that we do really like to have. Uh, but when you don't have income coming in, you can't just continue to live like you normally have. You've got to take stock and, and maybe make some changes there. Um, so that would probably be the first thing for everybody is, okay, if, if you've lost income, take stock, what, what's your money doing? And make some immediate changes that you might need to, to, to preserve and protect as much of your money as you can to slow the bleed uh, while you try to get some income coming in. Some people are going to need to look into unemployment. I know the government is really opening the gates on that. And, 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 um, and uh, so a lot of people can, can apply for that and hope for that. Um, some of us who have savings built up, we can live off our savings for a while and, and maybe um, rethink our career, maybe um, look at other opportunities. Uh, grocery stores might be hiring right now because <laughs> yeah. they're booming. I did, uh, so I did I can, see that Walmart was looking to hire 150,000 yeah. people. So, yeah. So yeah, I don't know there if are some, it's true, but it was, it was on like USA Today. So it's not a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a relatively reliable source. Yeah. So th there are some places that, that need help right now because the demand is, is great. Um, now you'd be potentially exposing yourself to a virus if you wouldn't work for them, but yeah. It's a choice you have to make, maybe. Um, but you know, one thing I want to press here, Josh, is also um, just a real need to reach out to family and friends to let other people into our struggle. For whatever reason, in our culture, we are so quiet about our money. Like we, we all think about it all the time. We all know how important it is, but we're not very open about it, generally speaking. And so, a lot of us suffer silently. Um, but the beauty of of the church is that God causes people to generosity. That's one of the most consistent things in the Bible that we see when it comes to money is yeah. he calls his people to generosity and bearing one another's burdens. Well, we can't do that if we don't know what's going on. So if somebody is struggling, I would just encourage them to let other people know as they consider their budget, as they consider their career, as they look into other jobs, as they consider unemployment, let's take care of each other too. You know, like, let's, let's ease these burdens. Some of us are in a better place financially than others. And we are an opportunity. We have opportunities here to, to bless other people and help them. That's exactly what God would want us to do. That's, that's really good. And, um, you know, I, I guess people listening, a few different things that I should have mentioned at the beginning. This is a, what I should have mentioned at the beginning. And I'll post this. Uh, um, uh, I'll post a link to where Sean can help in this. But Sean is offering some free financial consultations um, for anybody who would, would like them. And so I'm going to post that to the link. And so I think this is, is, Sean will be a really good resource to those who are struggling here. And then our church, we have, we have started a coronavirus response fund. Um, and so if you go to our church website and go to donate um, coronavirus response, it's right there. We, at this point, we're using these funds because we do a pretty good job as a church of getting food out to people who need it. Um, it's kind of in our DNA. But then also, uh, because we work with the local food bank on that, sometimes we spend a lot of money on that and sometimes we don't. And so at the end of this and kind of while this goes on, um, we will be using some of those funds to either help people in or outside of our congregation too that may have some financial need. But if we don't know about it, we can't do anything about it. Um, and so we have funds coming in right now to help people out. Uh, but people do have to let us know um, uh, about their struggles and about their needs at this time. And so that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to be checking in on each other too, you know, and maybe ask some frank questions. This is an unprecedented time. I, I think, most of us would probably welcome people just taking an interest in caring for us and, and be honest when, when people do that, you know, in acts, the early church, right there, they are, um, they are known for their generosity. They, they sold all they had and nobody had any needs among them. That's not some sort of socialistic thing. This was a, this was a 
just generous effort. This was, this was just a lifestyle of generosity to each other. So they had to know each other's needs and then they, and then they met them. So I think that's a beautiful model. It's like, you know, like, let's just be aware of what each other needs and then let's, let's give, let's give to the, to meet those needs. And then we don't have to depend on the government as much or on ourselves as much. We depend on the Lord who works through people to be generous. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so you, you talked about a budget. Uh, where do people start? Yeah, well, so uh, when it comes to a budget, some of the, the basics of budgeting is, uh, well, first off, it's essential. If you want to do well with money, you've got a budget. You, you, can't, um, you can't do well with money without knowing what your money is doing. So you've got to do it. It's, it's not complicated, but it does require commitment and discipline. So it can be uncomfortable sometimes in that way for us. But, uh, but it's necessary if you want to do well with your money. Um, but two primary kind of things is one, is it's got to be zero based. So you got to look at your income, even if you're pulling from your savings right now and that's your income, you'd want to look at okay, how much money do I have coming in and then uh, how much money do I have going out and it needs to equal zero. You don't want to be, you don't want to um, have any money left over. You want to make sure every money is designated. Every dollar has a, a purpose. Um, and then secondly, you've got to make sure you're protecting your priorities and that's where in a time of economic challenge, that's where you got to make some tough choices. If it comes down to, um, you know, paying your mortgage, paying your rent, buying food, um, uh, utilities, these are, these are your priorities, uh, food, utilities, shelter, transportation. So if, uh, if you have to make choices, you got to protect those things within your budget first. And, and then you got to cut other things like Netflix or whatever else, like that stuff's got to go to protect your priorities. So your budget always has to be built around protecting the most important things. Yeah. Well, that's good. And if, and like I said, if somebody doesn't understand that, they can get with you and, and you'll help them and help walk them through that, uh, through your, um, consultation, consultation. Um, and so, uh, uh, I want people to get with you if, if they have any questions about that. Now there in the news, um, there's a lot of, I mean, talk within the government, these aren't rumors necessarily. Yeah. I mean, these are, are the government's been talking about this or officials have been talking about giving, um, you know, money away basically uh, to a certain income level or maybe to everybody. They're still trying to figure out the details to this up to two, three thousand dollars. You're still trying to figure some of that out uh, potentially. So um, if that does happen, happen, what should people do with the money? It's a great question. And I, I think it's important to, um, to be ready for that. You know, like we get, I don't know how they're going to distribute it. If it'll be just a paper check or yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but, um, cause then can you take it to the bank and deposit it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, is the bank open? I don't know. But, uh, anyway, um, if we get that money in, you have a responsibility to steward it wisely before the Lord. And we get, and, and the best way to do that is to make sure you have a plan for it before it gets here we've got a heads up that it, that it could be coming. It very well may be coming. And so it's good now to, to start thinking through, how do I want to use that? What do I want to do with it? That way, when it comes, you're intentional with it, you're purposeful with it, and you do exactly what you intend to do with it, um, rather than uh, being tempted to, to use it frivolously or, or thoughtlessly. So giving time to think about it, talk to your spouse about it. Um, and, and, and really, you want to make sure before you even spend a dollar of it, as you're thinking through, you, you, you got to put it into your budget. That's income. So put it in your budget as income and then make sure that it is doing exactly what you need to do as far as your financial goals and your responsibilities within your budget is concerned. So it could be, okay, this is a great opportunity to save some money just in case, or it could be, 
you know what? We got to protect our priorities. This got to go to our mortgage payment because I can't make it otherwise. So you got to make sure it fits within the budget and don't just uh, do some sort of emotional response to, uh, to getting this money from the government. Yeah, good. So, um, you know, a lot of people are paying on a mortgage. Uh, there's also been some talk, talk of maybe mortgage relief or maybe I guess it'd be kind of mortgage delay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody's used those terms or whatever, but just from, I haven't read a lot of articles, just brief headlines and stuff like that uh, about this sort of thing. Do you, do you have any idea? Are people, are, are mortgages getting delayed? Are banks going to pursue foreclosure, you know, during this time? Yeah. What's kind of what, where are people at with that? Yeah, it's, it's evolving by the day. Um, so it's, it's a good thing to keep on checking with, checking in on um, either through the news or t- contacting your lender directly. Um, there have been some banks that are already starting to announce that they are uh, at least delaying or, or, or temporarily suspending um, late, late penalties, for late payment penalties and foreclosure proceedings. So if you're in that situation, your lender may, just because of the unprecedented nature of the times, may be putting that on hold. Don't assume it though. I would, I would recommend communicating with them directly. Um, and that's the big thing when it comes to uh, um, creditors and it comes to collectors or anything like that. It's just, you gotta be, you gotta communicate openly, honestly, thoroughly, um, completely. That way um, they know exactly where you're at and you know exactly where they're at. And then a lot of times there in that openness, there, there can be agreement and, and cooperation, especially in a time like this. Okay. That's, that's good to know, and that's helpful. What about renters? What do you think landlords are going to be doing and expecting during this time? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, so, uh, if you're if you're in government housing, I, I think the government has indicated that they're going to be um, giving a lot of grace there to people. If you if you um, rent from a, a management company or from an individual who owns a home or, or whatever, you know, that's, that's income for them. And, and these are uncertain times. So I'm sure they're, they're eager to have that income. Um, but at the same time, given the uniqueness of the times, I, I would imagine that there are many landlords and property owners who are, who are willing to work with their tenants um, right now. I, I, it's hard for me to imagine that many people are going to be pursuing evictions or anything like that in a time like this. Um, but again, I don't know. It, it, it really kind of depends on your individual property owner. Um, so I would recommend, again, just open communication with them. Let them know what's going on with you financially. Hear what, hear what they're willing to do for you. Uh, see if you can reach some sort of agreement and always get agreements in writing um, so there could be no sort of funny business going on later down the road. So. Yeah, I like that you said for both, whether it be the bank or a landlord, to make sure that you're communicating and not just assuming. Um, right. And then seeing what... Uh, um, they have put in writing, I think is very important there. So you don't yeah. get caught. And, and I do think it like, it's just part of our integrity is that like, if you're having a hard time making, if you anticipate having a hard time making a, a payment on either rent or mortgage, like you really ought to be looking at the rest of your life and making sure that you're not being frivolous with your money. Cause this is one of your priorities and you have an obligation. You've made an agreement to pay this money. And so if you are, if you are in fact paying for a Netflix subscription, um, or you're buying carry out food or whatever right now, like it would really behoove you probably to, to look at that stuff and think maybe I shouldn't be doing that, those things. So I can give as much money as I can towards a mortgage payment or my rent payment and say, Hey, like I can't pay the full thing out. I can't pay some of this because I cut off all this other stuff in my life. So I have some money I can give you. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's, I think that's helpful. And I think that's maybe even be good advice for the Christian who is financially 
stable at this time. I think there's a proclivity maybe um, say, Hey, I'm going to be home for a while, this or that. Let's go, let's go buy or spend my, you know, spend my money on Amazon or more subscriptions, uh, whether it be the Netflix, Hulu, all those streaming services out there. Um, And in reality, you know, there may need people, there may be people, or this may be an opportunity for us not to do that, but rather to make some sacrifices and say, Hey, I'm going to read, read some books that I already have or watch the streaming services I already have and rather maybe make financial sacrifice instead mm-hmm. instead of subscribing or buying more things um, I'm actually going to give during this time uh, you know to help relieve some suffering yeah plus if we all stream right now we're going to break the internet aren't we <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's what everybody's doing right that's what we're doing right now and so uh, we're, we're all up to it to a certain extent um, but yeah, I think, yeah, figuring out, okay, what's the responsible use of, of my income at this time? Yeah. And where is it owed? Uh, you're a, you, uh, are, was it a Ramsey coach? Is that what? Yeah. So I, uh, my training was through Dave Ramsey's company, Ramsey solutions. Okay. Uh, my wife and I are both certified Ramsey solution master financial coaches. So. so if anybody knows anything about Dave Ramsey, they know like he hates debt. Um, and, uh, He's always telling people to pay down debt, pay down debt, pay down debt, you know, um, and the snowball effect, all those sorts of things. You don't necessarily need to explain the snowball effect. But um, during this time, if people may be struggling financially or there's just financial uncertainty, I guess, too, as well, should we be paying down debt right now? Yeah. So a lot of people think, hey, like this is this is emergency. Like, why am I paying money on debt? Like, I, I, I should be either keeping that money just in case or buying, you know, um, a ton of rice or something. <laughs> so, so I'm prepared for, uh, Armageddon, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's a great question. Uh, what should we be doing with our debt right now? And if it's, there's probably two things here. What, there's one person who like, doesn't just pr- would prefer not to be paying money towards debt right now. And there's a person who, who literally can't pay money towards their debt right now because of their financial situation. And if you just prefer not to, because this is an emergency situation and you don't feel like it's the best use of your money is paying towards debt. Um, I would say to that, that like, well, like the Lord says, we've got to be faithful to our word, true to our word. And if we've made an obligation to pay, then we've got to pay. Um, now that said, um, these are extraordinary times and lenders are, 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 are um, as we've already discussed, they are, maybe making some amendments or making some changes in the, in the temporary term. Um, so you may not have the same obligations that you did uh, a couple weeks ago, um, according to your lender. But again, you got you to gotta communicate that with your lender um, and find out exactly what they expect from you so you can meet the obligation that they expect. Um, now it, but if you are having a hard time making payment, if you don't think you can make a payment to your creditor, then uh, again, um, instead of just not paying, just, um, you got to communicate, you got to talk with them. This is an obligation that you, you agreed to. And so, um, in our integrity and in our honesty, we've got to, um, to communicate and, and see if they're willing to work with us. Okay. Okay. Um, here's, I guess, a question that anybody who has money in the stock market is thinking, um, the market's crashing over, you know, everybody's watching it kind of continually go down. Um, how should people be handling their investments right now? Yep. Um, that, that gets a lot of headlines right now is what's going on with the stock market. Um, and, and so it's kind of interesting to see the government's response, right? The government's got the health response and they got the economic response. And so it's been interesting to see both those things kind of happening and, and the economic response, there's a lot, 
a lot of attention on the, uh, the stock markets. And, and I do want to qualify that I'm not a financial advisor. Um, I don't invest funds. So I, I don't have complete expertise in that area. I have some basic ideas, basic things I've been taught and basic things that I've learned that I think are true. But I would encourage people first off to talk to their financial advisor before they do anything with their investments. Um, and if you, if you need a financial advisor, I can recommend some, some good ones to you that I've gotten to know. Um, but in general, it is wise to mitigate risk uh, to, 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 to diversify your investments. So if you're, if you're all in on one company, you got a single stock option there where you just, you, you bought all in on, um, on a, one particular company, uh, that's a dangerous thing to do because it, I mean, it, it feels really good when they're doing really well. So if you own Walmart stock, I bet that's great right now. Um, but if you own an airline stock, that's terrible right now. Um, so we want to diversify that through mutual funds. So in general, mutual funds are the way to go because you're investing in many different companies and it covers some of your risk. So, um, and I, I think it's important to remember that in general, when it comes to investing, uh, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And so you may see um, some significant losses right now, but the stock market will come back. It always comes back. And in the long term, it's, it, it, it always goes up historically. I mean, like if you look, if you look, if you zoom in, you, you will see the dips over, you know, like times like right now, it's way down. But if you zoom out and you look like your trajectory of the stock markets over time, it's, it's always up. And so we can anticipate um, that time is on our side here. And so don't do anything rash and pull all your money out um, without talking to your financial advisor first, because in general, you're looking for long-term goals here and long-term things are going to be fine more than likely. Yeah. So what if you don't have long-term, you know, what if you're 65, 70, 80? Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that is a uniquely challenging position to be in. If you were, if you were like getting ready to retire this week and then this happened, that's tough. Um, and if you, uh, if you are well past retirement and you're living off of that, that money now, that, that is equally as tough. And so again, uh, it really depends on your financial situation as far as what your savings situation is like, how much money you need to live on, how much money you still have and, and all that. So and how much time you have you anticipate having left. So um, I don't have any particular specific advice other than I would just, if you have concerns or, or worries there to talk to your financial advisor, they have, they have many ways of being able to project and anticipate things that, that I don't, I'm not equipped to do. So, um, but rather than just doing something on your own, again, communication with your financial advisor, they have the expertise, they've seen things, they can look back in history and, and anticipate what that's going to be like. So I'd recommend talking with them. Okay, great. Um, Tax season is getting close to being over, um, or at least we think it is, April 15th <laughs> typically. Has it been extended? Yeah, so there's been talk about what people have heard, maybe that the IRS, the Treasury Department, is extending the tax deadline. Um, and they have extended when we have to make payments. So if you, um, if you owe money on, on your taxes, then you don't have to pay that at this point until mid-July. We'll see if it needs to be extended any further, but mid-July right now. You still have to file your taxes by April 15th, though. So tax day is still firm. If you owe money, that's that's been extended. So. Okay. But it, uh, it, it would be a good idea if you haven't uh, filed your taxes to go ahead and do that electronically while you're sitting at home. Um, if you don't have too complicated of a tax situation, you can do it uh, electronically like that or um, – or talk to your your tax pro over the phone. Um, if you're getting returns, this would be a great time to have some money coming in for many people. So yeah. uh, if, if you anticipate getting a return, this would be a good time to go ahead and do it. Okay. Let's end with this question. Um, speak about generosity at this time. 
Uh, that wasn't a question. <laughs> well, that wasn't a question. That was a statement. That's that's very true. Uh, so how how should I be thinking about giving at this time? Yeah. Well, um, are you are you asking like should I keep giving when I'm financially yeah, should stressed? Should I mean should I should I keep giving? How should I give? Who should I give to? All of those sorts of things. Um, yeah. How does you know you? Uh, I've read some of the things that you've written, and I've yep. had pretty good conversations with you lately about. Um, just what it means to uh, be faithful with their finances. And I, yeah. you know, I think it does during a time like this, it looks different for different people, mm -hmm. but there is a subset of people out there um, uh, who um, either are blessed because they're going to be in a situation where their job will continue, or maybe even their business is booming during a time like this. Yeah. Um, there are others who have, uh, you know, one of the things that you encourage people to do is to have an emergency fund and all those sorts of things. Yep. And um, I think part of that, if, if, if we're able to do that, part of it is that we have been, people have been responsible in that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's easy to think, oh, since I've been responsible in this way, like maybe I shouldn't have to give like, or to be generous. Uh, other people should have done this. It can be very easy to, um, uh, I don't know, maybe even be a little self-righteous and some of that, um, or just to get scared. Like mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we just, we kind of decide, okay, we're, we're going to hold back maybe because we're fearful or something. And then, so if you would speak into some of that, like how should we yeah. be thinking about giving at this time? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, so, um, I mean, fundamentally, we are made in the image of God. We are made to be like him. Um, and one of the primary things about him is that he is generous. And as Christians, we know that's true because he gave us his only son. We are saved through his generosity. It's only by his generosity that we were saved. And, uh, and so that is something that we, we can't lose sight of when we think about what we have and what we have been given. Um, what do we have that we've not been given? So everything that we have is from the Lord. Not only has he given us salvation in Christ, but he's given us the money that we have. He's given us the home that we've had. He's given us the family we had, the cars that we have. It's all his. He owns everything. He is giving it to us and we are to steward it. And, uh, and so if, if generosity is a primary marker of his character and we are to be like him because we're made in his image, we're his creatures, we're his people, we're his children, then, uh, then that ought to always be a part of, of who we are financial crisis, pandemic, anytime, uh, generosity is a marker of his people. And so we want to press into that. Now, he also wants us to be responsible and to steward our money well and, and to save and prepare for days like this. Um, but I think, uh, and, and take care of our family. He, he totally expects us to take care of our family. Um, you know, in First Timothy, he talks about how um, if we don't take care of our family, then, then uh, let us be cursed. Like we're worse than an unbeliever um, if we don't ever take care of our own family. So that's serious. But I think that it would be uh, um, uh, wrong for us to think that uh, he has given us um, means just, just for ourselves or just for our family, that uh, if we have been able to save money for a time like this, an emergency, then uh, wouldn't it make sense that he would want us then to be generous with that, with that preparation that he helped us to, that he had provide for us um, to, to use it, you know, in, in second Corinthians, it talks, about in Second Corinthians nine, it talks about how um, generosity produces thanksgiving to God. So He gives us 
things to give. He doesn't even have to use us. Like he, he can take care of everybody himself. He doesn't need me to give to somebody else, but there's joy in that, that I receive by giving. I thank God. I, I have enough to give. Thank you, God. I give it to somebody and then they receive it and they say, thank you, God. I just got this thing. That I didn't expect. Thank you, Lord. So there's just things get there. There's just good that comes from giving. Um, and so this is a great time. This is a beautiful time to be generous because um, it just encourages people in the Lord. It tells the truth about God and his generosity. And, um, and we can trust him that when we give, he will continue to provide. Um, you know, that, that's, he, he is not some sort of a genie or some sort of machine that we could pull a lever and get what we want. But he is very clear in his, in his scriptures that when we give, he gives to us. He continues to provide for our needs as we are generous with what he's given us. So we can trust completely that he will take care of us. If we give a good chunk of money or, or a bunch of a big, a big uh, stock of our food to somebody in need, we can trust he'll take care of us. That's good. I'm going to end there. So uh, I appreciate you coming on here and uh, speaking with me today. And I think this conversation um, will help a lot of people. Uh, I want to remind anybody who's watching or listening uh, to click on the link. If you want to talk to Sean uh, personally, uh, I, I think uh, I know I found this conversation helpful and uh, I find him encouraging when I get to just talk to him um, recently. We reconnected a couple of months ago, about a month or two ago. And so really enjoyed that. Uh, and uh, thank you, Sean, for um, your time. You're welcome. And thank you, Josh, for, uh, for caring for your people like this. Um, I, I appreciate that.